anyone. How many of us ask the Lord to help us along this journey? Let us stand. Psalm 1. Psalm 1, you will find these words. Look, it's good to be back. Amen. Trying to stay in the word. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man. Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorn. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Therefore the Lord has a lesson to read from his holy and divine word. You may be seated. The house is now. Let us pray. Our Father, we this morning. He asked us to our sins, transgressions, and And he asked us, let us come in and open our mind and heart. Lord, us with you in this emptiness. Lord, fill us with you. Let the Holy Spirit just fill us and let us be a good will to your way. Lord, let us be on one accord. Let us be about your business. Lord, for those that are on their way, give them traveling. And arrive. Lord, we just say thank you for coming to our son Jesus. We say thank you for the breath we do this morning in our bodies. Lord, you allowed us to be able to walk on in and come on in. So, Lord, we ask you to thank you for letting our pastor, the first lady, come back home. Yes, yes. Lord, has made their trip and their trip to be saved and become the father because they were so Lord, we say thank you. Thank you.
our uh, responsive reading for today may sound familiar. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, verse 9. Romans chapter 10 will be our responsive reading for today. It should be on our screen. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 verses. Amen. All are in readiness, responsibly reading, we find these words. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. Or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead? That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be put to shame. And let's read 13 together. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. For his blessings to the reading of his word is found in Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Romans. Thank you to all those that are here on this chilly morning. We are we are elated. We are excited to be here this morning. Uh, we have been away for a week. Me and Mrs. and I think it was a good week. We had an opportunity to look each other in the eyes without kids running around and phone ringing and the phone buzzing and you need them. I'm learning and I'm, I'm hard at it. A lot of us need a lot. Some of you I'm learning that you need to. You don't get any point being 
good to it's good to be in a place where folks are happy that you're there. Yeah. 
Jerome Crutcher, and so many other names should be added to this list, but you know each and every name of God, for you are the Alpha and the Omega. Thank you, Father God, for these families that are gathered here, merciful Father. Thank you for our children, Father God. Put your arms around merciful Father, and each time trouble all across our land, right here in our city, merciful Father. Continue, Father God, build them up in the way that you should choose, Father God. Let your will be done in each and every one of your life, merciful Father. Thank you, Father. Thank 
Amen. Yeah. 
Lack is a pit from soul to soul. I think whatever God has been from my confidence in it. I felt such a circumstance that I had not lived in time yet. And the blood and the chance that I had blood from the bad. Beyond this place of wrath and tears, the moon was the door of the ship. And yet the midst of the earth fire that should be on me and afraid. No matter how straight the gate, how charged with punishments, I am the master of my fate. I'm a captain. Our Father and our God, even now, even now, we're praying the blessings upon the Savior. We're praying, Father God, that your Holy Spirit will continue to remain upon us. We're praying now for a fresh dose of we're praying, Father God, that the word goes forth. Like the word says, we're not going to die. We're praying even now, Father God, that the hearts are ready to hear what's going to go on high. We're praying, Father God, to remove this humble servant from the Lord. When my eyes open, Father God, we're going to continue I thank you, Father God, for the awesome privilege. I recognize that I can't do it without you. I recognize my God in my own strength and my caution. And so, Father God, I'm praying that you would be out of the hundred thousand. Praying right now for the heart of this. 
moving closer to you, Father God. Your heart is going to bring and make a change. Father God, we pray. We pray that what is said here, what is sung here, is right. Preached here, Father God. And it in your hands. We recognize that there are many in our hearts. So we pray, Father God, for you to ourselves in this. We're praying that if there's somebody here who does not know who you are, you're saying, help someone not out and ask them what wants to pray. Father God, we thank you in advance. In the Son of Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. 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 We thank God for all those labor. We recognize your sacrifice. We recognize the cedar top is moving forward. She's moving forward not because of one or two people. She's moving forward because of the body. It's pressing forward. And so we pray that all recognize that they have a place here in cedar top. So this is not just a one or two people thing. This is not a one or two people family thing. We need all of them. And so with that being said, we thank God again for what he's doing in this place. And if you will, thank you, choir, thank you, Usher. It was fantastic. Thank you, musicians, media ministry, all those who teach, deacons, trustees. It takes a lot to move this big ship. So we thank God for all those. Uh, we also recognize that there are many who pray for the Baker family. Lord has reached us. Lord Baker, Lord Richard, and the Bakers. And so we pray for the inside that family, part of this family. Yeah. Uh, to be in prayer for so many that we are struggling. I'm thinking about the little Stewart right now. Praying for the team to pull our concerns. And for our prayers, and Sister Connie, Sister Whitney, know that they're in love. In Romans 10 and 2, and this is one that I know is familiar to many, and we've had an opportunity to read it. And we will, the Lord will, take a look at a couple of verses in here. And, uh, I, I've been moved uh, to, to really hang my hat if you will, on two. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, not for me. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, not for me. You may be seated. You know that a blessing to the reading of the Holy Just briefly, we recognize that we do have. Another service is where it's opportunity to get So we want to take a moment there is a word. I'm, I'm excited to be back in the food bank. If it were mandatory that, that I provide a, a title, if you will, I, 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 I think this idea of sincerely wrong is appropriate. Sincerely 
say that now we're making some C. Some C. Add it if you need the steel. Steel one. In 1861, the United States would enter into the American Civil War between both the northern and southern states. This was over large part a controversial and devastating practice of slavery. While the North was not with its own racial fault, the southern states, or secessionists if you will, were no doubt on the wrong side of history. The war would cost at least 620,000 soldiers their lives among other casualties. The South was convicted in their beliefs to maintain state rights and institution of slavery. In the end, they were sincere, but they were wrong. The faith healer and preacher Jim Jones led many to the Jonestown Guyana under false religious practices. He was convicted. He was convinced. And he convicted many to join him in his efforts. In November 1978, he would kill himself and lead some 918 to a mass suicide and a mass murder. He was adamant in his stance, yet he was wrong. 1933, Germany announced his new chancellor in what appeared to be an innocent fashion. The young man elected sought to counter what he believed were injustices that were placed on his nation as a result of World War I. He set out to establish living space, if you will, for the German nation. You would later know him as Adolf Hitler. And under his ideology and leadership, the nation would oversee the systematic death of at least six million Jews alone. Obviously, the German nation in the 1930s and the 1940s had a passion for what they were doing and believed in what they were doing, but they were wrong. And while these examples, if you will, are extreme, they point out that where there is conviction, there must also be godly direction. Scripture reminds us that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. The problem with many of us is that we are heartfelt and we are genuine in our approach. But we are wrong. Paul even goes as far as to imply that we can have good intentions, but without godly knowledge, it will go left. Our relationship with Christ, see the top, makes all the difference. Our relationship with Christ makes the difference as it relates to our relationship with one another. It makes all the difference as it relates in our our relationships and our interactions in our homes and in our marriages. Our relationship with Christ makes all the difference in this in this world. In fact, our relationship with Christ makes all the difference in how we view 
said, you worship me with your lips, but your heart. And so that tells me that we can come in here. And I can preach a sermon and you can get all excited and happy and say, he showed up. Sing and we can have some solos and, and, and we can dance and we can have all our little dinners and I'm not after anything I like my dinner. And we can come on Wednesdays and, and teach and I like to teach. And we can put it on Facebook and everybody can hit the likes and we can count the likes and, and everybody can comment. Yes, yes. But they tell me that we do all that and still be on. That tells me that we can do all that and still not know the Lord. We can be sincere in our approach. We can have a zeal for what we do and still be wrong. So what? What is the danger of this zeal? I mean, what's really the danger of me coming here and being church? What's the danger of, of me being able to preach and have all the kids in our relationship? What's the danger of having a, a, a What's the danger of having a choir and, and they sing in the notes, build up They were already in. Yeah, that's right. They believe they were already in the land. 
of the information. And the problem with many of us is we think it's because we're part of Sigma Tau. And, and we're on the membership rolls that we've got to stand in. We believe that we've arrived simply because of our title. And simply because of who our daddy was. And who our mother was. And the fact that we got some plaques right here and got Auntie's name on them. Nothing wrong with the plaques. Well, the pictures and all that, and that's not going to get any of us in the front of the We've got to be born again. got to have a relationship with you. You've got to stop coming in here with this spiritual arrogance. This idea that just my presence alone is good enough for everybody. Uh -huh. I don't know if anybody was preaching, but I'm preaching. But some of us, we, we, we come in here not sitting top of churches. We come in here and we. Uh, the fact that we just hope, we just graced everybody with our presence. That's right. Yeah. The fact that I set my behind down in the choir, that should be enough. The scripture reminds us that many of us, regardless of age, we're babes. That's right. We're still on this milk. And he's saying, look, you should be off this milk by now. And on some this zeal, this, 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 this movement that we're having, uh, uh, is not based upon our relationship with Christ. Uh, it's causing us a spiritual arrogance. That's right. Saying arrogance is interpolation, struggling. Uh, just because you're, you're a member and just because of this and that, you're a preacher, and I hope it's not a preacher. It's not going to get you in. That's right. It's not going to get me in. It's going to be some pastors going to. Plus, this is the gates of hell wide open. There's a spiritual error. Say, look, Paul compelled the Jews that a righteousness before God required a faith in Jesus. And only those that make a confession with their mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in their heart that God raised them from the dead, will be, will be saved. That's a mountain. Confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead. You will be saved. But look, look, that's more than you. And I understand the practices of the Baptist church. There's nothing wrong with you. But that's more than you just coming up front and saying, I believe God. That's, that's, that's a good step. But James reminds us that the demons themselves believe in God. We've got to believe that, that look, he's not just our Savior, but he's also <laughs> You don't have that in what you have. You have a spiritual spirit. You should have, and I should have, such a relationship with Christ that we understand it's a privilege to be in the service. When you recognize just how just how messed up my heart is and your heart is, the, the, the fact that he's given us the opportunity to be here, that's an awesome privilege. You know, how I make a chance to work in kingdom building. I said it before, if, if we had some mechanism, we could just put all our lives right here on the screen right here. And just if you let it play. We all have to tip out real slow. Not in the church. But our mouth shut. 
God can be good to us. Yeah. And the fact that He's allowed us to be a part of this is a privilege. Yeah. So we don't come up in here thinking that we're high and mighty. Yeah. We don't come up here thinking that well, I'm just lying. The fact that I'm in the choir, I can do anything I want to, say anything I want to, when I want to. Same thing, preach, say, no, 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 it's a privilege. We all come in here. Thank you, God, that we have a chance. That's what I the word. David, David said, look, it's good to be in the fellowship. He understood what it meant to be out of the fellowship. He got back in. He said, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Yeah, we should all be there. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. This There's some folks that would love to train places with us. Membership is not enough. Our presence is not enough. Our titles are not, not enough. Our heritage, if you will, not, not enough. A zeal without guidance creates a spiritual arrogance. Then we see a zeal without knowledge creates a system of rules. A zeal without knowledge creates a system of rules. Matthew 7 says they're straight in the gate. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life, and few there be that find it. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. And Chuck Smith points out that man's endeavors, we try to broaden that game. We've added rules to this thing. Yeah. We've added stuff to this. It was not intended to be a part of it. Paul, and, and he really used knowledge. Paul is saying that your relationship with Christ is the critical thing. And the fact that we've added this uh, to this walk, we've added that to this walk, is not good. In fact, the system that we created has created poor Christians. Yeah. I'm putting that in. The rules that we set up created cool, cool folks in the church. Just like it created cool Pharisees and Paul and Jesus. The systems that we put in place that have nothing to do with church and that are not biblical has created cool preachers, cool teachers. Members, cool deacons, cool trustees. We set up rules that, that, that look, work out well for us. It's funny how the rules that we set, we always think we can get around. Uh-huh. It's in here. Come on. I'm thankful. Far better witness that they have a zeal from God, but not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant three of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. We created our own righteous system. God has gotten his word right here for us. We created our own system in our church. We created our own rules and kept certain people out. Kept certain people out of out of positions that we thought were tailor-made for us. I didn't say that all through public spirit said, no, no, no. You can't create all this system here. You can't create, you can't have a self-righteousness and call yourself a child 
We've been excited about this. We've had a zeal to do it. We've been dead wrong. We've been dead wrong in our approach. Yes, sir. I'm talking about just cedar talk. I'm talking about churches throughout this city and throughout this community and throughout this city. We want folks. Look, Jesus, Jesus himself, he, he, he had a situation where hands came. And, and, and they came, they came to Jesus, and they said, "We live in one side of that." He had the Pharisees around him, the church folks, and they said, "Will you heal? Will you heal their hands?" He said, "I, I will." And they were trying to catch him. They said, "You don't recognize the Sabbath day." And Jesus had to remind him. He said, "I'm Lord over the Sabbath." <laughs> yeah, that's right. And look, and Jesus had to remind us. Through his word that he's Lord over the Sabbath. He had to be. I like what you were He said, if you had an ox in a ditch, if you had one of your prized animals in a ditch, and it was a Saturday, who would you do this to? And leave that alone. Did they know they would get their ox out of that ditch? Even though it broke the rule for them for the Sabbath day, they would work. And get that outside of the ditch. And Jesus had to remind him these rules you set up are not my rules. He said, I, I'm trying to get the people to have a relationship with me. Not have a rule system in place. And what you've done is you've damaged the church because of your rule system. He said, Your rules apply really to everybody else. But that's not Christian. Look, we've got some. I know we've made it now and we're at where we're at. A lot of us, we've got some pots and got some dishes on a Saturday day. Yeah. I mean, we've had some showed up struggles. Now we don't have the heart to tell us. But it's God that got us out of Paul understands this. Probably better than anybody. But Paul, you know his life. Paul said I was the Jew of Jews. Well, Paul said, he said, I was better on the road of the masses. And all my blessings up, he said, look, I, I was fervent. I was, what I did, I did with a gusto. I did, I went about it better than any of y'all can go about it. But I was wrong. He said, Jesus met me on the Damascus road. Uh -huh. You had to touch my heart in such a way. They had to put some, some scales on my eyes to see that I was walking in darkness. And the problem with me and us is that we've not had our Damascus Road experience. Yeah. We're still walking in darkness trying to convince everybody that we're walking in the light. I say, no, if you don't have a relationship with me, I don't care how, I don't care how many times you show up on, on uh, at church. Next week, I don't care how many committees you own. I don't care how many titles you got. If you don't know me, you're in darkness. He said, you got a zeal. That's not according to a knowledge. It's not according to my relationship to Jesus. It's according to the rule system that you and I have set. We can't be the church that we need to be. Setting up the rules. That we think we've got to have a zeal. It's got to be a zeal according to knowledge. It's got to be a zeal. It's got to be an excitement 
it lines up with the word of God. Our zeal without knowledge has created a set of our own rules. We have been intense. Many times we have been Zeal without knowledge creates a system of rules. Zeal without knowledge, without guidance, creates a spiritual arrogance. And finally, zeal without knowledge creates a system of works. If you will, he says, in for Christ is the end of the law of righteousness to everyone who believes. I, Moses writes about the righteousness of the love of God. The man who does these things should live by being sick. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is, to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. And eight, it does say the word is near you. And in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith. Which this this idea that I can work my way into eternity. That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous belief system. Scripture reminds us that if if we believe that our righteousness of works can get us in, then God won't go ahead and let us know that. Let me give you a hint. That's a perfect system. If you're going to go on law of the works, the little works are going to be I guarantee you, you already missed it. I guarantee you that if somehow you could erase what you've already done, you've messed up just this morning. And so it's got to be a different system. It's got to be a different system, if you will, that gets us into the world. It's got to be a righteousness. The danger with this, with this zeal, this system of works, is that it, it has us believing that we can do enough to get into eternity. I, I read the book right now. I read the book. This last point, maybe you not read the book. I read the book right now, Zeal Without Turnout by Christopher Ash. The book, is, the book is saying that with all our works, and he's talking about ministry, with all that we're doing, many of us believe that we can superhuman our way. We believe that we can cover up our sin by working a little bit harder. We believe that we just look at this a little bit closer and preach a little bit harder. Preach a little bit more and teach a little bit more. One more office visit, one more hospital visit. We can work our way in. He's not talking about congregation, he's talking about us as the ministry. And he's saying, many of us, we've created a system and we've led people to believe that we can be good enough to do the real hard. The dangers of that is that that's not good. With all my gift, if I don't get a good understanding, I'm in trouble. With all the degree three, all the titles, and nice robe, I'll get me a nice robe. I won't get me anything. 
It won't get any out of Reverend, you preached how long? Pastor, how long? 23 years. It won't get you anywhere. How long have you been in the ministry? That's about 03. A long time, but that long won't get you anywhere. Sister Dottie, how long have you been church clerk? 40 something years ago. That long won't get you anywhere. It won't get you anywhere. We can't work our way the only thing that will give it one fuck for a fuck of God is our relationship with Christ. The problem with many of us is we're going to work ourselves to death. And he said, I've already died. He says in Romans 12, what I need are living sacrifices. That's your reason for serving. You're a living sacrifice. I'm already dying. I need to go home. Does that mean that some of us are not going to die? So I see you. You say, I, I thought you lived for this. And many of us are not going to take this. We love telling folks, what did you think? You know, you told me. A couple services. I'm working three, four jobs, you know. We think there's something spiritual in that. You gotta do what you gotta do, you gotta do. I'm not asking, don't go quit your job. You need two jobs, you need two jobs. But stop spiritualizing our, our work for God. You know, I pray 40 minutes every morning, and that's good. We can't work on that. Into this. Us getting on Facebook and telling everybody how tired we are. We work in the church, ain't nothing. There's nothing valuable about that. You don't, get any, you don't get any stars for that. You throw a little knife and I look, I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about me. I don't care. This whole week, last week, I, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the benefits of sabbatical and, and taking a step back and, and building into people to allow them to, to take more some responsibility. Look! I'm just about done. I, I know you wanted to scream and you want to do all that, but I, I've got to teach this and move this and stuff. Yep. More and more, I, I study and look at what's that? First Corinthians, and we look at this this body, okay? and us being part of the body of Christ and making up the body of Christ. But it tells me that if the foot is not where it needs to be in the body of Christ, and the whole body is not. And the problem with many of us, but I'm a hand and I'm gonna try, I'm gonna be a hand and I'm gonna try to do it. That's not what that's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying what you do is you get the foot healthy. If we have an unhealthy part of the body, my knee doesn't become my foot, my ankle doesn't become my foot, my heel doesn't become my foot, I get my foot healthy. Problem with many of us is we looked up and we said, Well, if I don't do it, ain't nobody going to do it. There may be some, some to that. But then maybe we've not put people in positions to learn. But we thought that it would be more spiritual if I just work myself to death to show everybody that I really love God. And so and so just sitting, you see so and so sitting. 
when you look at that analogy of the body, he said, no, 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 you get that good job. You see the top I'm saying right now, that wherever the, the, the Holy Spirit, wherever we're on nothing, we can get that part of yeah. We don't need two or three people picking up the slack. I'm not saying just don't, I'm not saying just stop. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying this work of salvation doesn't work. That's not even a good picture of the body of Christ. He's called us to do our part. He's called us to understand that we build the church through relationship with Christ. His zeal. His zeal without knowledge creates a system of works. Christopher Ash, in his book, he talks about this ministry of achievement. This, this macho beginning. I'm just convinced that if we go into 2020, we're not going to try to create any super humans here. We're not going, we're not going at the end of 2020 uh, uh, create any giving uh, 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 gods. Christ is already You don't need anybody else. You don't need anybody else to die on your hand. Pick it up when you need to pick it up. There's some folks here with some talents. God is saying we can plug in. There's some folks here that's on the brink of coming forward. Let's get this thing. Let's get this big shit. This this idea of being wrong and being sincere about it, we've got to move past that. And the only way we can move past that is through relationship. We go about to set up our own righteousness. Creates a system, number one, that's not good. And number two, that won't get us where we need to be. With all our getting again, I said, get a good Paul, Paul was responsible for so much. He was, he was responsible for so much hell before his conversion. Paul Paul, Paul watched folks die in front of him. He had such a zeal. He had such a sincere approach in being wrong that he put some folks in prison. And the problem with many of us is that we're just wrong all the before his before his how many of us can have scales <laughs> on our eyes? How many of us need to welcome into our hearts the Lord? Maybe even for the first time. I can't think of a better Sunday. Right before Thanksgiving. Now I'm thankful for Thursday. Now I'm looking forward to it. I don't know where I'm, I don't know where I'm getting the food from. I think Mama may be I'm sitting over there. I know that my daddy, my in-law, I know they're going to have something. Well, I'm going to try my best to get over there. I'm looking forward to a nice feast. I'm looking forward to some country ham. I'm looking forward to, I don't do that today. I'm looking forward to some greens. I'm looking forward to some macaroni and cheese. What can I do? Keep going. I thought you said some corn. I'm looking forward to some corn. I'm looking 
forward to turkey dressing. See if I do catch fish, I can do some fish. No, no, don't chip me. Let me help you out. That was a feast that had already been prepared. Nothing wrong with Thursday sitting down with family and crying. They're back in the That was a feast that was already prepared.
somebody, look, you may have a position right now and really not have a relationship. Well, you come out of the name. You need to come out of the choir and come out of the pulpit. It's okay. Just get it right. Let us stay. Out of here, you come by that. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. God is so Pray. We're going to pray right now. We're going to just continue to pray. 
Sincerely wrong, Romans 10 2. Zeal without guidance creates a spiritual arrogance. Zeal without knowledge creates a system of rules. Zeal without knowledge creates a system of Grace, mercy, truth. Rest, rule by now, henceforth, and forevermore. Let's say it again. Amen. We will prepare to go into Lord's Supper as, as you uh, begin to take your seats and you can move them out. Uh, just a couple of announcements and thank you for all of us to uh, press forward with us. Uh, just a couple of announcements and I'm praying that you're taking this back with you and you're, you're at where you need to be at. Amen? Amen. Please, please find yourself where you need to, you need to be at. Um, one, a couple of things. Uh, First Baptist Nicholsville, they do have a free Thanksgiving service that you've been invited to. Uh, that's First Baptist Nicholsville, Pastor Rafford, uh, sent me a message last night and he's inviting all of us to a 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock service, free Thanksgiving service. All right? So that's today. So, more, so you're more than welcome to, to join on First, First Baptist. Yes, yes, we got um, we got uh, Master uh, Alfred. Uh, it's so Darius, right? Darius, uh, Minister Darius Alfred will be preaching his initial sermon at uh, at Cave Town this afternoon at six. This afternoon at six. So we're in prayer with Alfred, friend. Uh, we are excited that he's still adding. But young, young uh, Darius, I, I I know him in past. I know his father better than I know him. Um, because I know his father, I know him. Amen. And he's going to be a good preacher. And he's got something in him. He's got something in him. So we're in prayer with him as he prepares to do his initial sermon at 6 o'clock. For those that can um, join us physically, please, please come out. And at the very least, please continue to be in prayer uh, for Minister Alfred and the Lord uses this to, to launch, launch his ministry. Young man, how old is he? 24, 25. So, well, God is still, he's still adding to this fold. And so we're thankful uh, for that. Uh, we do have our church congregation meeting uh, following morning service on December the 15th. So please be mindful of that. We're trying to um, trim down that calendar and get some stuff in place. So uh, don't be upset if you get a call from my staff saying that we need to tweak a few things. 
It's just the way it is. We've got to get this calendar in place. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're using our time wisely. And so I've got my staff looking at a few things. And so you may get a call that hey, they need to maybe move something or add to it, or they may be asking you about monies or something like that. It's just to make sure we're doing it. All right? But please be mindful that it is placed in December the 15th. Also, on December the 18th, we have my Brother Green, Mr. Green, stand up, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, thank you. You may be seated. Uh, he's married and he's already working right now. He will have his initial sermon at 6 30 at 10. So we'll have a prayer meeting and we'll go into his initial sermon. And then uh, immediately following that, we'll go into our Bible study. We need prayer for him. Amen. We need prayer for him. Amen. Amen. We have our church Christmas program on the 24th. And then uh, you'll see us we'll, we'll, we'll talk more on it. But we're preparing for some great counseling right here at this church on the 11th of January. Start marking your calendars for that. I also want to remind us that we're going to have to, um, and look, I'm not, if we don't want to do it, we don't want to do it, it's fine. But we've got a few folks that are working on the church trip next year. And so in order for us to get a good idea of the money and what it's going to cost, we have to have an idea of how many people are going to be going um, with us. Right now we're looking at going to Alabama. Uh, Montgomery, right? Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, we're spending a weekend there. If you're interested, you put your name down. You know, you're not, it's not, it's in Pittsburgh. This is me. But, uh, you know, we need a good number right now, so you're not committing to anything. But if you're interested, uh, we need to go ahead and start getting some names down. So that's going to continue to be back there. So please help us out because we have a plan for that right now. If you want to do it. And then the rest of the campus, there's a few things we have in mind that I think will benefit the kids and benefit us as well. All right? So I think, Sister, I'm third and I put everything on my media team. So Jackie, I'm covered. And then I'm going to put everything on my media team. 